the language that some brands have used has been a little bit confusing. It's really easy to turn around a disgruntled customer into a super fan. Don't be stupid. Don't do things that you don't know how to do. If we're old, why were we drinking 0% beer at a skate park last night? This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, and welcome to this week's Single Track World podcast. I'm Hannah. I'm exhausted because I'm here with Charlie and Mark, and it's taken us a while to get to this stage. That might be because they're old and technology is complicated. But we'll get back to that later on. First of all, we're going to talk about something that's not complicated at all, are we? It's warranty. Oh my God. Oh, joy. (laughs) And everyone just tuned out. Honestly, people, stick with us. This is going to be a roller coaster of entertainment and thrills. (laughs) What, you're expecting that we're going to make warranties entertaining? (laughs) I'm expecting that Charlie is going to have some good bike shop tales of stupid things people have done to their bikes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I have that. You used to have a bike shop, didn't you? I did for well over 10 years, and um, yeah, warranty is a thing (laughs) that happens, and you have to roll with it, yeah. Hannah, why are we talking about warranties? Just put some context at the front of this. Okay, so somebody went onto the forum and said that their frame had broken and there'd been this like toing and froing between the bike shop and they'd taken the parts off it and then the bike shop had said no and we're going to charge you and then they'd done something else and then the bike company had said no, you can't have a warranty on it because you took all the bits off. And then they came on the forum and ranted because that's what forums are for. Um, and somewhere in all of that, there is a path of truth. And um, yeah, we don't quite know what that is yet. But we decided that as a result, we'd better go and ask a bunch of bike companies uh, whether working on your bike could, in fact, void your warranty. Because that was the message that this guy had come back with. 
um, we think actually it might be a slightly confused message. Mm. It's taken a bit of digging to get to the bottom of it all. So, what have we learned about warranties though as a result of this? Because that's the point, isn't it? We've, we've put together an article with all the responses from all these companies, and I don't know what you think, but my first impression of the responses is that everybody's kind of on the same page. All the brands, mm. including all of those that have been mentioned yeah. in the forum, are all kind of saying the same thing. Yeah, they're all kind of saying, don't be stupid. Don't do things that you don't know how to do. Mm. Um, and if you do know how to do them and you've got the right tools, then it's probably going to be okay. Yeah. That's the long and the short of it. Now, th there are like elements of kind of more relaxed language than others, I think, in, in some of the responses. And I would say by and large, the smaller companies tend to be a little bit more relaxed and the bigger companies tend to be a little bit more corporate. But that's kind of the way they are in everything. So it's no great surprise there. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've, what we've done with the article and people should go and check it out, <clears throat> we've asked a lot of brands, small, like Hans says, big brands, small brands. We got responses from near enough everybody that we asked. And rather than actually just doing an article saying, here's what these companies' warranties are, because you could just put a link to them and just point people at the document. Mm -hmm. And everyone could read the document and go, oh, I understand the warranty because it's written down. But rather than doing that, we've said, we've actually asked some certain key questions. So rather than saying, what does your warranty cover? You've actually formulated a bunch of questions that basically say, what would you do if this happened? So do you want to just tell us what the questions were that you asked? Can you remember them? Have you got them in front of you? Out. I've got them here. Right. The first one was, can a user remove the shock and fork, send it for servicing and refit it to their bike without voiding the warranty? Now, we asked that one because on the thread, that user was claiming that they'd asked that question and been told, no, you've got to take it to an authorised dealer. And I think actually in the fullness of everything, that sounds like that particular customer services person was misinformed or overzealous or something. Hmm. Okay, the second question was, can a user carry out their own repairs without voiding the warranty? Are there any exclusions to this? Now, a few people on this came back and did say, repairs is different to maintenance. So hmm. they were a little bit cautious about repairs. But maintenance, people were like, yeah whatever fine um and i would say that e-bike stuff seems to have some specific inclusion exclusions you know they are mm. more technical so third question was are there any maintenance or repair tasks which you require to be carried out by an authorized dealer to maintain the warranties validity so again a lot of people came back and said e-bikes don't, don't mess with them. And uh, just as a final one, I asked, does your warranty apply to original owners only? And there, there's quite a lot of variety, actually. Mm, yeah. It, I mean, that's where most of the manufacturers, nearly all of them, in some shape or form, you could argue in the first few questions where they, they gave the same answers. But it was that last one, wasn't it? That was some of the results varied. Some did. Some had mm -hmm. specific warranties that kicked in for that second hand market and some said absolutely not no it's only the first mm -hmm. owner uh so it was it was it was really interesting to find this out i want to go back to that repair and maintenance question because i've been thinking about this looking at the forum thread having talked to people 
for years about various things. And I kind of come to the conclusion that out there, those two terms, maintenance and repair, often end up being interchangeable, not always correctly, technically, but they are discussed in sort of similar ways. For example, if your bottom bracket um, broke, you know, it started to grind, then some people would say, oh, I repaired my bottom bracket by removing it and putting in a new one. Mm. But in actual fact, they actually just maintained their bottom bracket because these components like that have a have a lifespan and they wear out. So that's maintenance. And now the thing is that we as consumers, we might sort of confuse those two terms and use them interchangeably. And for our conversational purposes, that's not a problem. When it comes to warranties, it turns out that's actually really quite an important distinction. Maintenance is not the same as repair. And most warranties, it seems, cover things like repair. So something has broken that should not have broken. So a crack in a frame at a certain place that should not have happened. That needs to be repaired. That's not a maintenance issue. And so I think there's been a lot of talk about the confusion. I think the, 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 the language that some brands have used has been a little bit confusing out of all this. And I think one of the things that's, see, because one of the, it's led to discussion about, but technically you're saying that we can't even repair things. If we break a chain, we have to take it to a dealer. If I want to re-grease my headset, I have to take it to a dealer. What? And then there was the, the kind of, you always get these extreme fringe arguments in these cases of, well, so <laughs> if I have a puncture, do yeah. I have to take it to a dealer to get it fixed? No, I know a puncture is a repair, but that's kind of, Punctures are expected. It's a maintenance issue. If your inner tube bursts and you have to take the tire off, that's not a warranty thing. That's not, you don't, ex and, and it's not something that's going to void a warranty. I mean, there was, well, there was some arguments well, about taking you know wheels off bikes. If you're not, well, that's yeah. it, yeah. So and if what it's you, come down to you... is if you know what you're doing, all of these companies have said, if you know what you're doing, crack on. It's possible yeah. in almost every single maintenance and repair scenario. If you really don't know what you're doing, you can totally balls it up. Even in, you know, if you don't put your wheel in correctly, you don't do up the skewer correctly, you can damage a frame. You know, and so even with a puncture, something as simple as a puncture, you can cause damage and also risk elsewhere. Yeah, like if you if you use a bread knife to lever your tire off your carbon fiber rim there's a good chance you're going to do your carbon fiber rim some damage that's ridiculous and that's not going gonna... to everyone knows you use teaspoons for that <laughs> <laughs> not a bread knife bread knives for headsets and, and chopping down carbon bars obviously <laughs> yeah if you if you're riding in the countryside you don't have a tube you have a puncture and then you end up doing that 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 bullshit mythological repair of going oh i'm just going to i'm going to fill my tire with grass <laughs> do you remember doing that that was always thing oh no if you're stuck out in the middle of nowhere with a puncture and you've got no way of fixing it you can fill your tire with grass it doesn't work and then if you ride back and you go out and you knacker the rims on your on of your wheels don't expect hunt to to honor a warranty for do for damaging those rims in that case it's all about being reasonable isn't it the thing about warranties though is they're written documents and the trouble is with the written document is whoever writes them has to write them with a view to going, I'm going to read this back. And in my mind, I'm going to read it back as if I'm reading it to a judge. And so or, the, or to a total asshole. Or to a total thing. asshole. And therefore, there is a kind of an inevitable legalistic kind of structure to warranties. But it turns out from the responses that we've got, 
it's such it's not a gray area as such but it's like the warranties for all these companies they're like this baseline it's a fallback if they think you're an asshole but most of the time they don't think you're an asshole and so they're very reasonable and when you listen to what when you read what these companies have said the thing that comes out from all of them including the brands that have been spoken about on the forum that have come in for some stick what comes out of it is that they it's it's just a, a warranty is a customer service thing and they don't want you to have a bad experience with their product because there's so much competition out there they they can't afford for that to be the case and it seems that the technicalities of, of warranties are only things that these companies will fall back on if they think they've got somebody taking the piss but most of the time they're really sympathetic to the customers that's my impression from the answers we've got real world experiences well, may, I, I your, your mileage you, may differ yeah <laughs> i suspect your real world experiences might depend on the customer service department and the level of training that they have and some of the staff turnover and how invested they are in i think it was Cy in uh, from Cotic in the response said that they're because they're a relatively small company they actually deal with everybody that buys one of their bikes like directly and so the kind of potential for arseholery is reduced because you have more of a relationship with that company um, and also, if you do mess them around, well, probably the person in customer services is going to go, oh, yeah, that's that person that was messing me around the other week. Oh, yeah, they last month they were here trying to claim for that. Like, you're going to get to kind of know your customers in a way that in a massive company that's selling thousands of bikes all over the world and is all much more anonymous, you, you're not going to. So you're, then your customer service department has got to be on it and have mm. like sensible processes and be well trained and that many of. many years ago in the early days of full suspension and when i, I tested the warranty of a, um, a big company beginning with s and uh, by the end of the summer i was on first name terms with chris and warranty and he knew where to send the frame <laughs> he knew we had it down i think it was three frames for one summer and one three mountain bike frames and one road frame and uh, they were brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Yeah, first name terms, the warranty guy. And so I've always been, I've always had a soft spot for that brand. So he looked after me many years ago. And were you being stupid with it? Uh, is this going to be, is this private or public? Is this, is it, is it... <laughs> the world is listening, Charlie. Has the statute of limitations <laughs> passed? Probably because you're quite um, so is it, uh Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The uh, mountain bike. Frames, they, uh, the early um, suspension frames, the top shock sat on a single bolt, not much, which was only a few mil across. It kept snapping and shoving the shock up into the aluminium seat poddy bit. Um, that was legitimate, that was. The road frame, I may have raced a child around a BMX track a week earlier on my road bike. I won, totally beat him. And, and what happened to the, uh, to the rear the triangle? Started leaving the bike a week later on a climb. <laughs> please don't please don't tell us that you put in a warranty claim no I, I i spoke to them i wasn't expecting warranty claim i was asked and i asked them if they could do a um if they could do and if it's something maybe it could do me a replacement trade price and the chap um, was so kind he said no 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 they all break there don't worry about it we'll send you a new one and so i went from a steel frame to one of their uh one of the first their first aluminium and carbon fault frames 
which is brilliant, you know, yeah, really good. And then I got run over on that bike two weeks later, so it didn't, maybe it was cursed. Ah, uh, calm. Yeah. Calm, I caught <laughs> yeah. up with you. <laughs> so, but that, that, illustrates, that illustrates an important point, I think, which is that the other side of warranties is that a lot of companies, and we've all had experienced this and heard people talk about this, yeah, it's either slightly out of warranty, still ring them up, nah, yeah, it's out of warranty, but how about we do you this deal? Now that's not written into any warranty document. That's just customer service. Yeah. That's just them looking after the customer and being sympathetic to them. I I don't know of any um, of any companies that basically have a policy of going. No, nope, it's out of warranty. You're on your own. Sorry, you're done. When I was dealing with, um, I can probably yeah, Salsa Cycles out of the states. They had the um, it's an excellent example of looking after someone when you, they really really didn't need to. So the guy was he had a full sus carbon fat bike which is a cross-country bike and in the warranty um their warranty system says drop-offs up to depending on the what the bike's designed for and i think it's a two or three foot max drop-off for uh, for their xc range and the guy contacted me to say his rear end had exploded and he was completely up front and he said he was racing downhill at fort william missed the down slope and so his carbon fat bike went 10 foot to flat not into the transition and the rear end exploded so i passed it on to one of the nicest people in the bike world zach at salsa and i uh, got his message back yeah we we're waiting to hear from him we've been watching the videos on social media <laughs> <laughs> thought, we'd, thought we'd hear from him sooner really and uh, yeah he can have a new rear triangle but he's got to stop dicking around with our bikes and so they absolutely, was, you know, everyone knew he, the, uh, the chap didn't have a leg to stand on, but everyone was friendly and nice and wanted to look after each other. So I have a similar story of, shall we say, a local bike company, fruit based, <laughs> but not many years ago. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Actually, this was, uh, this was a story related to uh, me by um, the late Michael Bonney. He was saying that, and, and because Orange is such a small company, it still is kind of now, but even back then, um, warranty issues came into the office and everybody sort of knew what was going on. So Michael would actually deal with people who would come, you know, kids who write in and say, will you sponsor me and stuff like this. Uh, and then warranties would also come in and go across his desk. And there was one warranty from um, some young lad who basically the, his bike, his front of his bike had basically been destroyed. And it was clearly some sort of impact damage. But the story was 
he was just riding along, you know, the usual. Uh, so they said, no, we can't warranty this because clearly this this has been used be way be the, the damage here is way beyond anything that would be covered by a warranty. Uh, uh, the the dad of that lad got it was he was furious because obviously he bought the bike and you know his son's completely knackered it. So he wrote this uh, you know this big letter of complaint saying I do not expect that under normal circumstances of just riding along that this is something that should happen. And I remember Michael saying that he replied, including the photo of his son <laughs> dropping off a bus shelter <laughs> on the bike that was included in a letter where he was asking for sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't hear anything after that. So, But yes, funny tales of warranties. But my, my, my conclusion from all this is that warranties are grey areas. and the, the tech, But you, you should be, I don't know, it's it's... It's more, it's less legal issues and more customer service, isn't it? That's basically they, what a warranty they is. They need to have the, the legal document there in, in, in yes. such a litigious world. And there was one, um, there's one case that I was a, I was a stage to remove from it, not actually directly involved. And uh, a guy um, had brought his son a bike unassembled from the States. The, um, so the kid's mother they were divorced, had a bike shop in the States, and rather than buy from the UK, they got it from the States. The kid assembled the bike, didn't assemble the brakes properly, and um, went whizzing down the hill and shot straight past the dad and into traffic and died. And that got thrown onto the desk of the UK distributor. And how can this happen? And all this? They looked at the records, like, we have no idea where this bike came from. And uh, they were trying, people were trying to pin blame on the wrong people and who weren't even involved in the transaction, and so it is a very and so the stakes are really high. So you, a corporation, and a little bike manufacturer, and and a guy welding bikes in his shed for his friends, they're all they're all the risks are really high if you get it wrong. So they do need a proper legal document to protect themselves, and but when it comes down to it, it's um, people just want to be nice to each other and look after each other. Mm. I think one of the biggest one of the biggest mistakes you can make is to do your warranty not by filling in the online warranty form or and not by going to the bike shop or emailing the company, but using social media. <laughs> mm. I should do my warranty on social media and see how see how it works. And um, we have a, a brand of bike from America made of steel that rhymes with girly. I won't say, I won't <laughs> say who it is. This chap um, is a. Is an American bank. It's the start of an American bank holiday weekend. They were celebrating something like the War of Independence or some silly little skirmish they won, and um, and were closed on the Monday. And this guy had snapped off his head tube by riding down a field of long grass and f- through a wheel shaped, front wheel shaped hole, which he didn't see, and it popped the head tube away from the top tube. And so he went onto social media to uh, complain about this and say this is outrageous. And uh, people say, well, hold, why, just take it to the shop. Just take it to the shop. <laughs> and that's wouldn't be covered by warranty. And then the guy started pulling in pictures of other, um, same brand of bikes with a damaged head tube. And a guy chipped in and he said, hold on, that's my bike. What's my bike doing in this thread? That bike, the head tube snapped off out because some idiot hit me with a car. And the guy was trying to prove a point. And by the time the guys had got back to work on Tuesday or whenever in the States, um, People had screenshotted things and just let them know that you're going to be getting this coming through your warranty department. And by the time it got to the warranty, 
um, the story had changed. <laughs> the problem is the people in the bike trade have access to social media and can screenshot things. And so, um, just be honest. If he'd been honest from the offset and said, oh, I was a bit of a dick, I didn't see a hole, what can you do? They might go, do you know what? We've got one here. It's got a scratch on it. Mm. But do you want that? And you go, okay, and off you go. Or, or do you want at half price? Or do you want at trade price? But if you start mm. trying to paint people, paint a company <laughs> evil and try highlighting the risks of their products and demanding recalls and stuff like that on social media before you've even given them a chance, you are not starting in the right way. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. It's, um, I think, never start a warranty claim with, I was just riding along. That's, yeah. that's, that's something that I would strongly recommend. Um, it's You're probably going to get short shrift if you do that. Unless you were just riding along. With those but, old uh, full suspension frames that I got through quite rapidly. Um, one or two of those breaks out of, the, out of the three or four, I was just riding along when they went. However, half an hour earlier, I was flying through the air <laughs> you know, and riding down <laughs> steps and stuff like that. You know. Then I think, well, what do they have back then? Did I have 70 mil of travel? Something like that, maybe? I don't know. And it was in a coil shock that would bottom out. But um, yeah, it can happen whilst riding along, but it's not the yeah. riding along that caused it. But if there's a message here to the bike industry itself, because we've got lots of advice and things for for punters out there, but we kind of, and Hannah, you stuck some questions. You did a marketing survey before mm. all this kicked off. So it actually, yes. I don't know whether you were was some sort of prophetic, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you asked, you asked questions about what was it that influenced people's decisions to buy a bike? And one yeah. of the options in that big list was warranties, wasn't it? But actually it wasn't on the list because I'd put together all the kind of tools of marketing because I was interested in what what people thought works in terms of marketing um, and actually everyone went into the comments and wrote warranties and customer service is the thing that's important so it doesn't matter how good your shredder is or what adventures and sponsored this that and the next thing you do if your warranties and your customer service that goes with that doesn't sort of mm. hold water I mean, it's, it's true, so, isn't it? I think people are prepared to... All components sometimes fail. All products, whether it's bikes or whether it's washing machines or anything, there's no such thing as 100% reliable product at all. Or maybe there is, but who knows? Right, answers on a postcard to that one. Is that um, not a um, but, cheap, strong light, choose me too? It kind mm. of is, isn't it? Yeah. So when it comes to war these things, I think the the public at large are generally quite forgiving. They know that things will fail. Our readers certainly know this. And so the, 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 the factor isn't that, oh, this keeps failing. It's more, how is it dealt with? Mm -hmm. That's the important thing. And that's what is the message to brands through all of this, is that how the, the, the importance of that warranty department, the importance of those people who are going to be that point of contact with that customer, um, of how they deal with that is just so critical. It's, it flows um, through the distribution of the trade. And they, um, a, a retailer will select brands who make reliable products and look after the customers and don't dick around with warranties. And um, so over time, companies with bad warranties will fade away, in theory. Mm. I don't think the, the, the issues that have been highlighted this week... I'm 
on the one hand, I think they're clearing the air and there's a lot of learnings happening on both sides of the, of the operation here. But ultimately, it, uh, a warranty decision, despite anything that's written down, comes down to a human making a judgment. And that's always going to be a bit of a blurry point. And there's always going to be some people who are caught in that little bit in the middle who think they're unjustly treated. And But a decision has to appear at some point. And when the decision doesn't go your way, you're going to kind of feel hard done to. And so there's always going to be a little bit of friction with warranties. And I don't think anybody with the best will in the world can write down every possible scenario and put it into a document that can clear it all up. So on the one hand, I think there's a lot of good to come out of this conversation about warranties, a lot of clarity that will probably um, be left amongst our readers and, and the, the brands themselves. But I think my, the pragmatic side of me says, just be, you know, just know that this is not a legal thing. It's human beings making judgments and it's about communication. It's about honesty. It's about relationship. It's about customer service. And those are all very blurry things. And it's really hard to get it right. 100% of the time. In fact, I'd say it's probably impossible to get it right 100% of the time. So it's one of these things, I guess, as a brand and customer service, you aspire to 100%. That's where you want to be. But there has to be with the consumers, I think, of a realistic expectation that it's really hard. It's customer service and dealing with these issues where you're trying to explain what you've done and somebody has to make a judgment about that. That's I, I don't envy the people who have to deal with warranties. Not one bit. Well, there was um, in oh, what book? Some business book I once read. A warranty opportunity um, is an opportunity is an opportunity. It's an opportunity to shine. You can turn. It's really easy to turn around a disgruntled customer into a super fan by looking after them. If you leave your guy or, or girl, if you leave your customer out there um, without a replacement frame, um, they will tell the world about their dreadful experience. And if you um, replace the frame and treat them nicely, they'll tell three or four people about your wonderful, wonderful experience. And so it's, um, that's probably got to come down. That's got, that's got to be thrown into the equation by the warranty guy, mm. hasn't it? It's like, actually, I can get this off my desk by putting a label on that box over there. And it's off my desk. I don't have to worry. We don't won't be arguing any longer, and everyone will think that Brand X, or actually Brand X is a brand, isn't it? So Brand X Y Z, brand whatever is wonderful, and so it's actually it's um, it makes it makes business sense to look after people. But the pragmatic side of things is there has to be a line drawn somewhere. You can't just approve every single claim because you yeah. will. So, yeah, it's impossible, isn't it? It's an impossible situation. Yeah, bus shelter claims. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Send him a question. Yeah. Where you, where's your son riding off a bus shelter? <laughs> well, uh, so uh, have we have we learnt anything from that? Shall we move on? I think, yeah, we can. You're old enough to have learnt something. Yeah, yeah. I want, to see... I want to move on. I want to address this whole thing you're going on about age because I'm starting to feel a little victimised. I don't know about you, well, Hold Charlie, on. But do you feel like you're being... Um, <laughs> A pr uh, I've been um, oppressed. I'll, I'd like to present Exhibit A. If we are old, why were we drinking 0% beer at a skate park last night? 
why was me and Mark, <laughs> hey, why were we rolling around on boards because drinking 0% beer? Because if you beer with a percentage... <laughs> where, where were we last night, Charlie? More injuries would have happened. <laughs> we were at uh, Greystone, or was it Greystoke? Greystone? Greystone. Greystone, Scape, Greystone. Greystoke is an obviously much better name, though. Uh, yeah. What's that? That's a Tarzan gra- reference, a... isn't it, Greystoke? Like, yeah. It is, yes. Um, so we were um, at Greystone Indoor Extreme Skate Park, um, padded up and sliding around, rolling around and, and sliding around um, the bowls and ramps of an uh, indoor skate park last night. Well, I was thinking Greystoke sounded like, like Stoke for the elderly. So. <laughs> and how, how, was, how were you feeling this morning, the day after <laughs> last night's two, well... Basically, it was just about an hour and a half. It was an hour, it? An, hour. an hour and a half of skating. Yeah, I'm okay. Um, if I don't don't use legs, <laughs> if, it, if I just avoid legs, and uh, yeah, yeah. we bumped into a reader. We bumped into a single track reader, didn't we? Um, there was. I didn't get his name. If you're listening to this, I'm really because he sorry. did actually bump into him. Personally. <laughs> well, <laughs> really, he said he said to me, he said, "Are you from single track?" I said, "Yes." He went. Right, you wrote about this place, didn't you? And said about the, don't cut out the fun. I said yes, I remember that. He says that's why I'm here. Yeah. So there we go. The power of single track as a brand. We 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 bring we bring customers into very places, don't we? So, but uh, I didn't catch his name. But uh, if you're out there listening, then we'll be there again next week. Hope to see you then. And uh, yeah, I won't be. I won't be there on. next week. All single trackers, you're all invited. Come <laughs> to Grey Greystone in Manchester, the skate park. And come and get a lesson. I'll give him an ad. Give him a plug now. Monday nights and Thursday nights is adult skateboarding lessons. And it starts at beginner level, uh, goes on to improver. And that's where it stops. It doesn't go to advanced. Because <laughs> <laughs> no one survives. We'll never, we'll never get there. <laughs> no one ever makes it that far. So, Mark, I have seen Charlie rolling around at the skate park now, and I've seen your wife, Vic, rolling around at the skate park and doing little kickflips and stuff. I have not seen any evidence of you doing anything other than being there to do the videoing. Well, that's because my ego isn't as uh, needy as either uh, Vic, my wife, and Charlie. I just go and skate for myself. It's all about me and my, <laughs> my, inner, my inner child. I don't, need to, I don't need to tell the world about how rad I am. I know how rad I am. Charlie, how rad is he? Um, <laughs> long yeah. Oh, I wish we all had video well, now. <laughs> he does wear a cross-country mountain bike helmet without a peak to a skate park, which is kind of wise because it's well vented. But it's you know it's a it's an, you know it's not a rad look perhaps. And uh, but yeah, he, he he's doing well. What were you wearing on your arms last night, oh, Charlie? Weren't they about 40 years old? Those were 1980 uh, pants. Rector pads <laughs> that smelt like they've been packed away since the 80s because largely they have, yeah. Yeah, retro pads. Retro, Very retro. You know, just because it's retro doesn't mean it's not shit. <laughs> I used them. <laughs> I used them several yeah. times. <laughs> had hip padding, knee padding. A lot of fun thing. was had. Anyway, you know, you, we're not the only ones doing rad stuff like that because, Hannah, you're getting massively into bouldering of late, aren't you? Is that rad? Um, I suppose. It might, might be perceived as rad. No, it's just something I can do with my kids. Um, that's exercise that we can all do at the same time and nobody has to carry a dispropor- disproportionate number of snacks and nobody has to moan. Yeah, mm. it's good. I quite fancy doing that. There's, there's a, funny enough, Plugging Greystone. There's there's a climbing wall there as well. 
but uh, yes. Yeah. Right, shall we? Shall we? On that well, point the reason of, for all of this proving old... that we're not old. <laughs> well, that was the reason why we were talking about that was because there's a there's a forum thread about the unexpected side effects of getting old. It's genius. Um, it had me rolling around. Last I haven't time. read it, but... but they're not that old. That's what I find really worrying is that they're all complaining of being old, but they're all about fifty. Like, that's yeah. not actually very old. There were some people in there saying, I just turned 42 and, and I was going, shut up. <laughs> you've got no, you've got no skin in this game at 42. Get out. What, what was your, what was your favorite, one of your favorite comments from that thread? What was it? Uh, the, the, um, becoming the owner of a, a particularly long shoehorn. <laughs> that was. A... Yeah. Um, there was lot, there was lots of talk of, of, um, of, Sitting down to wee. <laughs> <laughs> Take a book. Which I'm a great advocate of. I don't know why happens. you don't all do that anyway. We oh, all no. do. So, I just... Yeah. <laughs> I think it's... I find it really weird being the same age as old people. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, full, full disclosure, Charlie and I are 51. Um, so oh, just in shut case... Shut up, old man. I'm 50. <laughs> are you 50? Only, only oh, God damn. What, uh, two months, three months. <laughs> Maybe something like that. Um, well, my my sister was thirty this week, which is really troubling because that's the age that I think I am, and yet I know that I am in fact fourteen years older than her. So yeah, that's somebody commented on the fact that things just take so much longer to heal, mm. and I've had great experience of that when I broke my leg mm-hmm. and I went back to the uh, the consultant af- after six weeks uh, to look at the X ray and to make some decisions about what happened, whether I could ditch the crutches or not. And I went after I went for a before the session with the consultant. It, they did fresh X-rays. After the X-rays, I sat with the consultant in the room, and um, on the screen was an X-ray of my broken fibula, and it was you could see the fracture in it. So clearly, this was the X-ray from when I'd just broken my leg. And um, I sat down with the consultant and he looked at this and he said, so clearly, Mr. Elk, you can see that it's actually healing quite well. And I said, wait, wait, what? That, sorry, you mean that that is now? <laughs> that looks totally broken. He says, well, yes, but you can see there's, 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 there's healing going on. It's, 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 doing, it's doing okay. And I said, I'm sorry, I feel really disappointed that that's as far as we got. It's been six weeks. And he looked me in the eyes and he said, well, Mr. Olker, if I was talking to a 12-year-old boy right now, we wouldn't even be able to see anything on the x-ray. He says, but, well, you know, you're 50. <laughs> uh, there was the most depressing thing that he could have said. And it did. It took another eight weeks before I was properly hobbling around. So, yes, the whole healing, which, is, which questions why the hell we're going skateboarding, Charlie. Um it doesn't make, it doesn't any, make sense any sense. And it's I've been getting progressively worse. I started in 1977 at five years old, and I've been getting progressively worse since uh, for a quarter of a century of getting worse, losing tricks. And but it still makes me smile. And um, apparently, you were doing all right. You were doing. You were. You were off. I mean, last night when you saw that park for the first time. Um, it reminded me, you know that scene in Willy Wonka where um, Augustus Gloop sees the chocolate river? <laughs> That's what it was like when Charlie saw the skate park. It was like he was just he just like beelined for it. And just, oh, I'm going. And, and he just, it just 
It was so much fun to watch, <laughs> and then you and then you completely binned it. <laughs> Se- second turn, it was slippery. Yeah. Board went one way, and I just went slam straight down on my side, and uh, yeah, straight away. But uh, it's, it's fun. It makes you smile. It keeps you young. And somebody told me, I don't know who told me. I was at, we were drinking somewhere at a party, and they said, "Oh no, skateboarding's good because um, things that keep your balance prevent dementia as you get older." And so, um, yeah. so bouncy things so are good that's... for keeping you you mentally young. But mm. I've well, just doing stuff is good, isn't it? Like working and problem solving mm. and like challenging your brain and stuff like that. So maybe all those single trackers are just just cruising too much. They've got far too easy lives, and they're just cruising on the forum. And mm. yeah, because they were all like, "Oh, forget my words." Well, I was talking to our, our new yeah. single trunk skateboarder last night, and I said to him, I said, I said, I, I love this because I'm not good at it. Mm. Therefore, I have to uh, assign 100% of my brain to doing this. And that means that there's everything else, any other problems, any other things about what the hell, you know, warranties and whatever, are gone out mm. of my brain. And I'm just focused on that one thing because I'm not that good at it. And so... And that's that's the great thing. It allows you to switch off. And he said, "Yes, that's exactly the same the thing." Best, so it is. Do stuff that's hard. The best time to the older you get, do do hard things. The best, the best period in a sport is the first bit when you pick something up and everything's new and weird, and you have to like figure out how to climb, or how to tie climbing knots, or how to skateboard off a curb, or how to. Um, you know, wax a board or whatever it is. It's the it's the steep learning curve at the beginning, which is the most involving. And when something becomes kind of easy or familiar, it's not so thrilling. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, I think who told me this? I know who, it was one. Um, it was uh, uh, animated sheep from Mountain Biking UK. Um, in the corner of one of the cells, it said, uh, "Maturity is an overreaction to reality." And I think I think mm-hmm. Joe might have been onto something there. And I think if you um, play is super important. Play is part of um, there's something there's a documentary on World Service about this being played out around this week. Animals play, humans play, um, everyone plays. And as you get older, um, you should carry on playing. It's um, if you stop playing and think you're just oh, that's that's for children. Then, uh, then you'll get you'll slow down, get dull, start moaning at the neighbours' kids for skateboarding in the street, and uh, you'll become a grumpy old dick. And no one wants that on their gravestone. Nope, you don't get, you don't stop riding bikes because you get old. You get old because you stop riding bikes. That's and you can apply that to anything, yep. to any any aspect that you do. How's that for for an ending, Hannah? It's very philosophical, Mark. I'm going to go away and align my chakras. And I'm going to launch a new single track product where you get a chairlift. Um. <laughs> <laughs> single track playmates was the thing you were going to launch. Single track stunner. Yeah, single track special vitamins, a big mono slipper, giant giant mono slipper, and a stairlift um, with every subscription. <laughs> Let's leave it there. <laughs> Join us again next Thanks week for more for more of this if, if you can stand it. Thank Goodbye. You. Goodbye. Bye.
working with old people. <laughs> we can we can hear you typing really aggressively. <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.